Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, your Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Don't have much in the way of announcements today, but I did want to again talk about the giveaway that we're doing. In case you've missed the posts or did not hear me mention it before, we're giving away a free copy of The Ghosts of Saltmarsh when it comes out, whenever that is. I think sometime closer to the end of May. And all you have to do to enter is follow us on either Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Tag three of your friends on any of those. And then leave a comment with your favorite part of the podcast so far. And that's it. And if you didn't hear the fighter episode that I did, the Creating Villains fighter episode, we are working with some other podcasts, working together collaborating to promote each other's work because you know there's a lot of people making a lot of great content and it is a noble thing to have help and to help others when you can so to that end you might hear one or two 30 ish second uh, promos at some point maybe towards the uh, the middle or the end of the episode and if you're intrigued by what you hear then i very much encourage you to, to go check out those podcasts I also did want to mention that earlier this week, I had a good long conversation with a fellow podcast host named Ryan Howard, and he's starting a new podcast called Rolling Bones, where he's interviewing Dungeon Masters, and we talked for good, uh, it was almost two and a half hours, unless he cuts down a lot of my incoherent rambling, which I hope he does. But it was a very fun time. We had a great conversation, and I will certainly let everyone know when it comes out. And, aside from that, nothing. That's it. So, if you're enjoying these episodes, and I do hope that you are, tell a friend. Tell a friend about the giveaway that we're doing. Because it's almost been a full year, you know? We're getting up to that one-year mark. That we've, that we've been making episodes about our stupid game. So tell a friend, or leave a rating review if you want. And if you don't feel like it, that's cool too. We're just happy to have you listening. Okay, without further ado, let's rejoin our heroes. Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, Vanna, Spruce Lee, and Gilladob Fabblestabble. Okay, last time you spent two days and half of day number three traveling on the road. You helped a lady fix her wagon and she painted some weird, I think I called them like fleshy meteorites. You wanted flaming rabbits on the side for some reason. But I rolled a one on the D20, <laughs> seeing how good she painted them. And it was a one. You wondered if she had ever seen a rabbit before. <laughs> you have a dog, apparently. <laughs> that really likes spruce right now. <laughs> Stupid dog. And uh, Gilladob. Uh, got a few potions and sleight of handed a vial of new life that the vendor, one Arnbjorg O'Hulahan, claimed did not have any side effects. Gilladob also saw what he may have believed to be a dragon or a wyvern one night while on watch. Vanna's primeval awareness did not detect any dragons within five miles, so you're not quite sure. And what else happened? Did I mention that the dog didn't like Faye? <laughs> <laughs> I try. 
mind. In the afternoon of the third day, you have come across a fight in progress. You noticed from about 100 feet away when you're cresting a hill on this old uh, farm road, uh, a number of dragonborn attacking what appeared to be simple travelers, but Giladov noticed as well that even though they were hoping to probably disguise themselves as commoners, noticed that they had the colors of the Arcane Academy on underneath their traveling cloaks. Currently, there are three of them. One is an elderly man being helped by a younger one of the travelers, and there is a third who is casting spells at the Dragonborn. Setting the scene, it's a narrow road. You have sort of a burned-out carriage about 50 feet ahead of you. The, the ground to your right is sloping up That's and forested, and that's where the Dragonborn are coming down from. To the left of the road, it's sloping downwards towards a little stream or brook, and that's where the travelers are fleeing, going down this, this hill. That's where we start. How many Dragonborn are there? You see that there are four soldiers. There are two death dogs. They have a spellcaster with them and a larger, larger fighter who's wielding a great axe. All right, so let's just first start off that we don't want the Dragonborns to know that we're around. Right? We're trying to avoid Dragonborn. Because... We already come up on this, though. There's no... Mm. Yes, but car, there... We rolled up we're in, within 50 there's... feet. doesn't mean that there's not a way for us to figure out a way to disguise who we are or still rescue people without necessarily like coming into direct face-to-face combat with them. Yeah, but dead Dragonborn can't tell no tales. Well, we're still like moving or did we stop the cart? Spruce is driving, I think. Yeah, that's up to Spruce. We've all noticed, we've all seen this. I feel like I probably would stop, come across that and yeah, stop to kind of take it in, see what's going on. We can pretty easily see that these Dragonborn, this is Agaran's army. Like, can we identify that from here? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there Dragonborn that aren't with the army? I'm just making sure. There was. No, that, that's an honest question. There like, was the cleric at the church in, uh, in Pharaoh's Point. He was a dragonborn, but he was a good guy. Oh, okay. My so bad. He healed my poison. That was like session one. <laughs> yeah. Because I just have a poor opinion of dragonborn. I shouldn't be so judgmental. Mm. Well, these ones are all bad, so. Okay, then let's kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine doing anything other than reacting, like with violence, upon seeing this. They're in our way. We just came up. You stopped the cart. As soon as I looked out and saw the situation, I'd probably start notching arrows and firing. Okay. Well, they didn't, like, their attention is focused on one wizard in front of them who's in the process of casting a spell. So I'll give everybody one surprise round to do whatever, and then we roll. Initiative, if that wasn't clear. (laughs) 16? We all get a surprise round. You, oh, everybody gets initiative. A, and then I said, happens. and then we roll. Okay. And then we roll. Well, I rolled a sixteen for. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever it is, I'm throw that sixteen in the trash. I didn't call for it yet. <laughs> okay. You're looking at me. Am I starting the surprise round? Why would I start it? No, I'm just waiting for somebody to <laughs> do go. something. I'll well, go. I'll go. Uh, well, Giladob okay. says he's notching an arrow. Is that still the plan? Yeah, I would do that. Shoot arrows. Okay. <laughs> Should I just, I'll just start yeah. rolling. Just roll a sneak attack. And and let me know who you're shooting at. Oh, um, I would be shooting at the dragonborn magic caster looking dude. 
I thought you were going to stop at Dragonborn. I would be the Dragonborn. <laughs> the Dragonborn. I'm going to go for the old guy. Yeah, the know. old guy who's running in terror. Easy target. Yeah, no, the Dragonborn caster, and I got a 24 to hit. Yeah, that's a big hit. Okay, so that's 11 damage. And then I suppose I will take a full movement towards the left side of the road where the arcane people are fleeing. We'll save that for when we're in initiative. Oh, okay. So I think Absolutely. surprise is just like one action. Sure. And then no problem. What I know the intelligence of these dogs. Um, you can give me a nature check. Seventeen. Well, I'm asking because I want to use the ring of animal influence and the fear only works if they have an intelligence of three or lower. You know that they're they're actually quite intelligent. Like, not smarter than you, but how the f- that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Intelligence. I was looking at the wisdom. Yeah, Sorry. Does charm. it does it is fear asking for the wisdom? No, or the it intelligence? says intelligence. Okay. Yeah. You can use fear on it. Oh good. I will do that, please. Save DC thirteen. Uh one of them runs away. Or like looks like it's going to run away. I guess yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna also take a shot with my longbow at just kind of whoever's whoever's in front. And it's gonna be twenty five. Yeah, so the closest one to you is a, like a soldier. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna Well like the closest one to, to the, the guys that they're rushing at. Oh yeah, that's yeah, soldier. Yeah. So that's gonna be twelve piercing. Uh, so the second one is going to be sixteen to hit? Yes. And Very that's going nice. to be eleven damage. Just two arrows at the same dude. Okay. Your second arrow like splits the first arrow and you drop one of the Dragonborn soldiers. There's uh, three people in distress coming towards us still. So I want to do Mantle of Inspiration. As a bonus action, you can expend one of your Bardic Inspirations and grant yourself a wondrous appearance. When you do so, uh, choose a number of creatures you can see within that 60 feet of you. The number equals your Charisma Modifier, which is four. Um, each of them gains five temporary hit points. When the creature gains the temporary hit points, it can immediately use its reaction to move up to its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. So I don't know if that just gives them a chance to just run away further. Ooh. Yeah. No, wait. It's at eight. They get fit five. Wait, eight? Increasing to eight at fifth level. Yeah. So they get eight temporary hit points um, just to help them out. So because I look so beautiful and I am so wondrous as I step out of our flaming carriage, they just get super stoked and they're all invigorated by me. Excellent. You're, you're like in slow motion, but nothing else is. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is just blowing in the yeah. wind. <laughs> so does that help them get away, or is that helping them move further away? Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps them move faster. And now we can all roll initiative. 16. <laughs> oh, never mind, natural 20! Deal. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> may have rolled a one. <laughs> 19. 21. Okay, we're going to start with Faye and then Spruce. All right, so crown out hot, looking awesome already from my inspiration. I'm going to go with Mantle of Majesty. That's where you're casting command? Yes, but I get, so as a bonus action, I can cast command without expending a spell slot. All right, so I tell one of them to flee. Which one? You've got three soldiers, a spellcaster, and then a big guy with a two-handed axe. Big guy with two-handed axe. Are we going to chase him down? Because if he flees and can identify us, 
You can get a ranger with us. You could track them down and yeah. murder them, I'm sure. <laughs> I have confidence. I'm trying to thin the herd here for us. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's... No, I think yeah. that's a good move, especially for the big scary guy. Exactly. So what type of saving throw is this? Wisdom saving throw. Doesn't have any bonuses, so this is just a straight roll. He failed. What's your command? Flee. Okay, right, flee. He does. This barbarian-looking guy just is, like, lumbering down the hill with death in his eyes, and then he just does, like, a 90-degree turn and just is, like, just beelining it out into the forest. <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna get 60 feet away, just, just powering through the, the brush. Okay, Spruce. How far are we from the dragonborn? 50-ish feet. And then it's... And the, there are the, the other carriages basically right there. Yeah. I'm just going to hop down out of our carriage. I'm going to turn around and tell the pup to stay. Okay. Stay, boy. You stay here. I'm going to hop down out of the carriage, and I'm just going to take another couple shots. I guess at the spellcaster, if I can identify which one that is. Yes. First one is a 16 to hit. He is, like, partially behind a tree. So that one just misses. Just okay. hits the trunk beside his head. And then 22. Yeah, that'll do it. And that's going to do 11 piercing. I'm also going to use Kensei's shot, which does an extra four. And you're just staying put beside the uh, carriage? Yep. Got to be here to protect my dog if that other death hound comes running. I guess I'll just use my longbow and pick one of them. (laughs) Which one are you going to pick? One of the soldiers was killed, and we both attacked the spellcaster-looking dragonborn. Yep. And then the big guy's running, and another soldier's running? Well, they will. Oh, and one of the dogs is running. It will be running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I go for the spellcaster. 11. (laughs) 11 is no good. Okay, that's better. 19 plus 7 is 26. Yes, that definitely does it. Um, I'm also going to use Slayer's Prey. 16. 16, ouch. This is a healthy dragonborn here. Or was. (laughs) He's not looking very healthy at all. He's looking, in fact, very much like he's almost dead. (laughs) He's way too many arrows stuck into him to, to not be close to death. He's starting to really blend in with the forest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's he gonna do? Is Vanis still in the carriage, or are you hopping out? Oh, no, I think I would have gotten out. Sorry, I should have said that. The sorcerer casts a spell on one of the dogs, and then begins to run the other way. The barbarian runs the other way. So the Barbarian just runs for one round. That's him. All three soldiers that were heading after these uh, travelers uh, turn to look at you and they're all going to head up your way. One of them has a javelin, which they will throw at Vanna. What's your armor class right now, 16? Okay, the javelin just goes whizzing past you. The death dog that Vanna frightened spends its turn running away and will stop. And then as soon as it's out of line of sight, it's like, wait a sec, and it's going to turn around. The other death dog is under the influence of the spell Haste. And go after... Fair, are you still in the cart? I stepped out on out of the cart. Okay. That's my glorious appearance. Okay. So because it's under the influence of Haste, its speed is doubled, so it moves 80 feet. It's going to make three bite attacks. Cool, cool, cool. Dogs love me. Okay, one of them hits. 
Okay, so you take five points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Six. Okay, you are poisoned. Cool. You can feel this hot dog saliva. Hot dog saliva? (laughs) (laughs) Is it like hot dog water? (laughs) That's disgusting. This is how I'm launching my new product, hot dog juice. (laughs) And then for the more health-minded people, hummus juice (laughs) as an alternative. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dog saliva it feels hot because it burns because it's poisonous does this break my concentration whenever you take damage while you're concentrating on a spell you must make a constitution saving throw or maintain your to maintain your concentration so I need to make another one for my spell yeah it's 10 or half the damage you take whichever is higher okay. so it would be 10 okay. 14 alright you're good good the wizards are going to continue to move. Uh, the one who was casting a spell and has noticed sudden reinforcements show up to this fight. The one who is casting a spell is a tiefling and looks up at your group and shouts, Hey, which one of you wants to go up and, and cut him up real good? A cheer. <laughs> okay. She casts haste on Gilladob. Oh, wow. <laughs> So haste, um, yeah, it increases my movement, but also gives me an extra attack. It gives you an extra attack, or an extra action, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a plus two bonus to your armor class, and you get advantage on dexterity saving throws. And it doubles your movement? Yeah. So this death dog came up closer to our cart and is currently engaged? It bit Vanna. With Vanna? Or sorry. With Fang? Yeah. Fang? The one the dogs love. Gilladob will take some of his initial movement to, like a flash, go up behind the dog and stab it right in the keystern. Uh, 18. Yes. That's 17 damage. 17 damage on the dog. Yeah, that, that hurts. And then I'm going to disengage and move to the caster if I can get to him from his little bit of fleeing. Yeah, so you basically, when you hop down from the the carriage, basically use almost no movement, and you're disengaging is moving basically That's, 25 feet. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, it's mostly just my cunning action so that I don't get attacks of opportunity from the silly dog. Right, and then, yeah, so you can make it to the caster. Great, and then with... I'm going to stab him in the keystone. <laughs> <laughs> I only got 11 to hit. Now you're you you slip you're you're just not used to moving so quickly, so you slip a little bit on like some some foliage. But now I'm engaged with them. Yeah. So we're back up to Faye. So the dog that just bit me is in front of me, and I'm gonna use my once per day as an action. My sword can sing and distract one enemy, which gives him a disadvantage on attacks against me. So because I don't want to be bit again, and I'm already being poisoned. To be unpoisoned. <laughs> What is the, how does that go again? Do I make a saving throw against that at the end of my turn, or...? Uh, no, you'll only get to make a saving throw in 24 hours from now. Okay, so I'm going to be poisoned for 24 hours. Yeah, unless somebody cures you of it somehow. Okay, and I take how much damage per turn? You don't. Okay. If you don't get it cured in 24 hours, then your hit point maximum goes down. Okay. Potentially, if you fail a saving throw again. Um, so yeah, anyway, he'll be... must make a wisdom saving throw. Or have disadvantage on attack rolls. You draw this sword out, and you use its power, and you can hear this voice. Everybody can hear this voice. It's like, yeah! 
The dog fails its wisdom saving throw. I'm also going to cast command on it. So I will tell it to flee. Uh, yeah, so it flees. So you get an attack of opportunity. So I'm going to stab it with my singing sword. Stab it in the butthole. <laughs> this this poor a dog's popular. butthole. Well, you, you laugh, but the butthole of a death dog is looks like a dartboard. Like it's just a big target. <laughs> yes, 15. Yeah, 15. Stab it. Seven. Spruce, and then Vanna. That dog's still standing, eh? It's running, though. No, it's running. Um, it's bleeding from one particular spot of its body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap my my bow for my glaive, and I'm going to move up to the soldiers. They're pretty much all together, right? Yep. So I'm going to attack one of them with my glaive. That'll be 21 to hit. Yes. And that's going to do 10 slashing damage. And I'm uh, actually, I'm going to use Death Strike as well. So... What does that do? Uh, I can, because I used my Tensei weapon, I can spend one key point to cause the weapon to deal extra damage equal to my Martial Arts die, which is a d6. That's going to do an extra four slashing. And that takes him out of the fight. All right, and then I'll hit the next guy with my glaive. That's going to be 14 to hit. 14 just hits. That's going to do 15. <laughs> oh, and he's he's dead too. <laughs> um, it's like one swing, you decapitate two dragonborn. These are the soldiers? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to use Flurry of Blows to make two unarmed strikes against the last guy. First one is a natural 20. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's going to do 11. Second attack, 10. No, yeah. you miss on the last one. Oh, well. One man can only do so much. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you kill two of his friends and then you slap this guy in the face. <laughs> Like Sla you, I slap him for eleven damage. <laughs> yeah, like it's a good slap. Basically, slap the teeth right out of his <laughs> stupid mouth. All right, Katie, do your thing. So you have a death dog that's running. You have a barbarian that's returning. Is he, oh, is he coming back? <laughs> he's confused. Well, yeah, you didn't command him a second time, so he'd be coming I'm back. Saying he's returning, uh, right? Yeah. Okay, in that case, maybe I'll go after the barbarian. You'd probably need to, in order to get like a clear shot at him, probably move up to the other carriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. You spot him in the woods after you move up. I'm going to use my longbow. <laughs> Ten. Nope. Try again. Nineteen. Nineteen does it. Maybe Slayer's Prey again as well. Eighteen. Sorcerer is going to... Giladob is in contact. But I didn't hit him yet because I didn't... missed my attack. You didn't hit him so yet. He was running away last I heard from him. So he heard you approach, he's going to turn around and cast Magic Missile. So he's going to hit you for 12 points of force damage with Magic Missile. I will use my reaction to Uncanny Dodge. Oh, so you only take half? Yeah. Cool. Then he's going to try to continue running. Oh, bad move. <laughs> 12. 12. Misses again. Yeah. <laughs> Dragonborn Barbarian, who just got shot with an arrow, is going to run after, or run up to Vena and attack. He doesn't like being shot. 
Uh, 19 points of slashing damage. It's from that big dude, eh? Yeah. Ooh. This is like a replay of that time underground where you also got hit by a great axe-wielding dragonborn. Guess I didn't learn. Spruce the soldier that uh, you just slapped the daylights out of. He's going to try to run, so... <laughs> um, well, he's going he's gonna to make an attack on you first, though. Okay. My AC is 19 now because of Agile Pivot. Okay, so... <laughs> You slap him and he just swings out wildly and misses and then just takes off. So make an attack of opportunity. 27 to hit? Yeah, I think that does it. <laughs> and that's going to be 14 slashing damage. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. And he's eviscerated. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Who's left? It's the sorcerer and the barbarian and the... You're going to get an attack on him in a second. The dogs. Um, it decides to stick around with its masters and it's going to also run up on Vanna. <laughs> no! But you dodge both of its both of its bites. I forgot to mention when you when you stab that other dog you hear your sword congratulating you on your attack. So it feeds my confidence oh, <laughs> and my ego. Great. Well, I mean I guess when you're doing well the one that's injured is just going to keep on running. Wizards continue to get clear of what's going on one of them is also going to cast Enlarge on Gilly. <laughs> oh, one of those on one of the good wizards. Yeah. Okay. So now it's your turn. Now you're I, a huge wait, gnome. How what big? What does Enlarge do? So you are normal sized and your weapon attacks do an extra d4 damage and you get oh. some strength bonuses too. Nice. Okay. Hulk Gilly is gonna... So the one sorcerer is still close by to me. Yeah, he's he's about 30 feet away, so you're still hasted, and now you're big. I'm this, like, Dragon Ball version of Gilly that, like, does the motion blur and appears in front of him. Because I'm oh, hasted and giant. And then I'm gonna stab him. 22. To him. 8 damage uh, from the dagger there. Got another 2 onto there. So, when you get enlarged, your weapon gets enlarged with you. Okay. <laughs> so. so it's just a big venom dagger. Yeah. So you like where do you where do you stab him? Just right in the chest. Just yeah. Okay. So go all the way through. Man. You're oh. not used to the dagger like making it through to the like out the back, but it does. Wow. Fantastic. Then I turn my gaze on the giant guy who's engaged with Vanna, who just gave her a nasty cut, and I'll do my Dragon Ball Z <laughs> super fast movement over to him. And stab him in the back. But I'm going to also use uh, Booming Blade on this attack. So 18 to hit? Yes. All right. So he's all messed up with um, where if he, he moves, he takes thunder damage. 18 damage. And I will use my cunning action to disengage from him. Faye, we're back up to you. And so the only thing that's happening is that there is a... The dog's running away. One dog running away, one dog attacking Vanna, and as well the last big dragonborn is on Vanna. Alright, so I'm going to go towards Vanna, where he is, and I'm going to yell halt for my command on him so that he can't take a turn to attack her again. So I'm going to command him with halt. He was winding up for another swing and he just stops. (gasps) Thank God. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Um, and I am going to approach him and stab him. 18? 18 does it, yeah. Okay. Eight 
you stab him and he's like, I just want to run away, but I can't. Spruce Lee. Are both dogs still standing as well? One dog has just run off. The other one is attacking Vanna. So the only remaining threats are attacking Vanna right now. And I'm going to attack the guy with the axe or whatever it is. Okay. Roll with advantage. He's super flanked. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be 24 to hit. Yep. And you do nine slashing damage. Okay, so I'm going to attack the dog then. Mm-hmm. My second attack, which is going to be 19 to hit. And 11 slashing. Yeah, I'm going to do my unarmed attack against the against the guy. It's 14 to hit. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, Vanna? All right, I guess I'm going to try and stab at this dog. So you're going to take your sword out? Yeah. Oh, God. One. Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> that was pitiful. Okay, the barbarian can't do anything. And the dog bites you. Can you make a constitution saving throw? Ten. Take five points of damage. You're also poisoned. Welcome to the club. (laughs) The poison club. The The tiefling is going to cast a firebolt at the dog and rolls a 19 to hit and gets seven points of damage. Gilladob. Giant normal-sized Gilladob. Giant (laughs) normal-sized. I'll use my stabby dagger again and um, attack the death dog. 22 to hit. Yes, sir. 21 damage. Where do you stab that dog? <laughs> I'd almost like to, like, stab a mortal wound and then just kick him, because I'm all big now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you do that. You kill that dog, and you still have another attack because you're hasted, yes? Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to turn on this last fighter. It's like a 20. is over 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him. 25 damage. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> wow. Like, he had five hit points remaining, so how do you deal this 25 <laughs> damage to him? Um, like, my dagger is more of a sword now. Yep. And since I'm big, I just hold it with both hands and bring it down on his shoulder and just cleave into his chest. <laughs> All right, yeah, that puts like down the last of them. Chopping a log right open. <laughs> uh, that's all of them. Yay. So the other dog has just run off into the distance. Yeah, it leaves a trail of blood behind it. All right. And we killed all the dragonborns. Yeah. So no one is there to tell our secret. So the one wizard sort of looks at you and cautiously approaches the four of you. And she says, wow, I don't know where the four of you came from, but I'm, I, I don't know if we would have made it out of here if, if not for your help. Can you heal me? <laughs> Gildav would introduce himself. and say, um, well, we had to help as soon as we saw you were members of the Arcane Academy. Why do we keep introducing ourselves? I introduce myself. Every time. We're supposed to be keeping like a low profile. Gilly's constantly like... I take all the chance to say my name to people. He's too much of a business You haven't told me not to. (laughs) (laughs) Like Faye is going to tell you what to do. Yeah. I'm also real big. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) The tiefling sort of looks down at her cloak and see that her academy robe is kind of still visible underneath. And she looks 
very embarrassed, and she says, well, uh, my name's Osa. I guess you already know where I'm from. But, uh, and you're, you're slowly getting back to normal size now. <laughs> okay. And she says, my, my companions and I were just trying to get out of the city. Uh, and we were set upon by the dragonborn. Or we're not skillful liars and not very good at deceiving people. But I can see that you're no fan of them either. Who are the rest of you? Who, Giladog, who are, who are your companions? Oh, my traveling companions. Well, they're free to make introductions here. Um, I should get sorted after that battle, though. I think a few of us took a few wounds, if you would excuse me. I'd, of course, ask if they're all right, if they need any immediate assistance. Osa says, well, let me, let me go check on my companions. I know that we already lost one of our party. Let me check on the other two. So what, uh, what are the four of you going to do while you have this moment or two alone? Smack Gilly <laughs> in the back Whoa. of the head and just be like, stop telling people who we are. I thought you said we had to be low and undercover. You told me to Ooh. tell you. Because <laughs> you didn't want people to know. And you made me like dim my amazingness because you didn't want people to know. Yeah, that was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Old habits. My apologies. Um... I'll try to be more tight-lipped in the future. But they seem like good people. I mean, I've hardly ever met anyone untrustworthy from the Arcane Academy. Yeah, the only problem is that they just tell someone they met us, and then it keeps going on and on, and then there's word at where we're at and what we're doing. Word spreads fast. we handle these dragonborn without problem. Agreed. We can just ask them not to tell anyone that they ran into us. I feel like that feels like a fair trade for saving their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems they were also going in the same direction as us, at least in somewhat away from Pharaoh's Point. It's open our carriage so, uh, to them. Yeah, we might be able to get some useful information, mm-hmm. see where they're going. Since theirs is burning. Do we have any means of putting out a fire? <laughs> Maybe we can salvage some of the, if they had any supplies for them. What's burning? Their, Their carriage. carriage. Their carriage was burning? That's what we came across first, so yeah. we smelled I the... Just, I forgot the detail that it was on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he did too. A little bit. Don't lie. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I run back to our carriage and I check on the dog. It's asleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I pat him on the head and say, good boy. I think they could be of help to us. And anyone from the arcane could be likely to have good information uh, to help us find these dragon bones. And they're obviously not a fan of the dragonborn. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I think we, we could help each other. And maybe if we travel together, we could also... Uh, you know, they're looking for a group of four, larger group. Maybe mm-hmm. that would help blend in. Definitely for that, mm-hmm. especially if they have any way of helping me. Well, do you both need to tend to some wounds? We, I'm sure we could... They're well, also poisoned. We're poisoned, yeah. yeah. We don't have to deal with that yet. But. How do we deal with if they don't, If they don't have any kind of spell that might help, they might know people who do, right? Get to they a may know some, healer, some yeah. clerics or something, yeah. Or they may have some kind of potions. In their burning carriage. <laughs> Potions are just, they're, they're for emergencies, you know. You're supposed to stick to normal medical procedures when you're outside of battle. Yeah, but if they have, like, a cure poison potion. Okay. That's what I mean. I don't mean, like, heal. I don't mean okay. healing potions. I'm if we like, make it to the end of this day, both mm-hmm. of our hit points go down permanently. It's kind of a bigger deal. Well, right? yeah, the, the poison yeah. was separate than the health yeah. points. So. so if they've got some kind of cure poison, poison antidote or something. Like, would there I mean, be some leaves or plant that we could use? Would she know that through her wilderness hermit <laughs> stuff? 
Could we take the dog itself and make an anti-venom piece? <laughs> we have a so, kit, right? It's like 24 hours. So it's not like the end of the day. Okay. It's like tomorrow afternoon. You get to repeat the saving throw. And if you fail, then it goes down. Mm-hmm. If you succeed, you're good. Yeah, but how do we do the healing other than the saving throw? So um, when I was poisoned at the beginning, I found a cleric who happened to know a, a spell that cured me. Is that the only other way is for us to find a cleric in a um, back road on our way to <laughs> the middle of nowhere? I will, I'll let Vanna make like a very high difficulty challenge nature check. Okay. Roll better than last time. Ooh, natural 20. Oh, 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 oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Well, this is really Perfect. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, shockingly, it's a really rare flower that's growing like right on the side of the road. Here. <laughs> so she knows about it and she found it? Well, I'll say you know about it and you know where to go find it and you spend maybe an hour searching the surrounding woods while you guys... The rest yeah, of you can she, take like a short rest. She has and, that ability to not get lost. And yeah, it would probably and I'm be good easier at foraging. Like, oh, I'll just go look for mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> so we're not poisoned any longer. Correct, I guess. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're regretting that a little bit. <laughs> no, I was like, she gets over a 20, then sure. It suits and her skill. Yeah. At least there's a chance she'd be able to know a recipe. That's what I was something. thinking. Like That's hermit, fantastic. wood person, you'd know. Yeah. I don't appreciate these terms. <laughs> hermit, wood person. Wood person. <laughs> wood person. <laughs> Smelly. <laughs> I shove her. Yeah, so they're somewhat on fire cart. What what is the actual shape of that? Uh, it's it's a write off. Okay. Is there anything that I could do to like quickly pull stuff out to try and save some of their it their is... stuff from being burnt up? Is the cart just the write off, or is all their? Yeah, you you help them get like a few damaged boxes of their belongings out of the back, and then they suggest like rolling it into the ravine or the the stream there. Gildab hmm. would like I. I He's definitely putting it out there that he would want to help these people. And they're out of a cart, and we have a cart. But there's bodies to loot before we go, and to possibly also, before we push their cart into the river, maybe I'm going to loot the bodies, load them all into the cart, and then push all that into the river. Yeah, I was going to say we should get rid of the bodies for sure. Yeah, but I'd like to clean up and then, like, move and then maybe camp somewhere close, and then we could, like, catch up and learn Mm -hmm. who these people are. Yeah. So while you're doing this, the, the tiefling Osa, she's really the only one who's been talking to you. The other two have been a little standoffish. The other one is a half-elf male and then an older human man. The old man is kind of muttering suddenly and without end. And the half-elf says, Osa, Osa, he's, he's talking again. And she's like, well, just deal with him. And you hear the old man say, they're, they're going to Boldbrook. They're going to Boldbrook. And Osa looks very, like, she looks at you to see if you heard that. Kind of, like, hoping maybe that you didn't. Who else is going to Boldbrook? Who else? You're looking around like, yeah, that's where we're going. (laughs) I didn't because I just told him not to say anything. That would have been funny, though. I thought about doing that. I was like, wait a second. I just told him not to say that, so I feel like that's not going to work. Yeah, can you roll some, uh, can you roll a D100? Roll percentiles. 28. So you find um, five 
five gemstones worth 50 gold each. Gemstones? Okay. You find one potion of healing. No quality wares to throw in the back of our cart and take for sale later? You know, it's a little faux pas to strip people of the clothing they're wearing and armor that's, like, damaged from killing them. <laughs> like, if they have any, you know, weapons, that would be sellable. Or fancy capes that he can take and continue to wear for the entire campaign. <laughs> I like the idea of you just creating this, like, patchwork cloak from every every person you kill. Looks like this was a scouting party, so there's not, nothing too much of value. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their weapons are of decent quality, so you could... Take them if you wanted to, to sell for some coin, but I mean, you've got the basically 250 gold worth of, uh, in those gemstones and then the potion of healing was the, uh, was the takeaway there. Have you asked them if they're going to join up with you or? Yeah. I mean, I would help them unload the stuff and then I'd loot the corpses. And if the team is fine with us loading them into the cart and rolling them into a river, that would be a good cleanup. But yeah, I'd potentially propose maybe assisting them with their wares up until a clearing, a little way out of the road, oh, definitely away from this site in case the scouting party has anyone check on them. And then maybe we could talk more, we could find out, you know, exactly what they're doing and you know, what their story is. I think when I heard the, uh, when Spruce heard the old man say that they're going to Boldbrook, Spruce is going to go walk over to him and just ask who he is. The half-elf kind of steps up and says, I'm Devin, and he's no one. No one? He's no one. He's no one. He's just a crazy old man that we're trying to get to safety. We're in a bit of a situation now in that regard, aren't we? We have no transportation. We really had no idea of where safety is anymore. Well, if you've left Pharaoh's Point, you must have been headed somewhere. It's not safe just out in the wildlands anymore. Can we roll insight on, like, obviously I know that they're being sketchy. Can we just feel that, or do I need to roll insight? You can roll insight. Okay. So 14. Yeah, he's not a good liar. You can tell that he's doesn't want to tell whatever it is that's going on with the old man. So I would say, if they would interject and say that we would love to be able to help you and to offer you safety and to travel with us if you're going the same way or if we can assist you in any other way. But you need to be honest with us because obviously you're not being honest with us. That man, you're trying to hide him from something. What is it? Like, hide us from him. Why? And the half-elf says, "What? who are you to attack the dragonborn in, in broad daylight like this? We're obviously on the same side if we're both against the dragonborn. Good job would like, sigh, because I don't want to get in trouble for my group, but... Get to be more open, so <laughs> I was like, "All right, this isn't good to be, uh, you know, telling our tale too openly." But obviously, we're opponents to the Dragonborn, and we are stern supporters of Kalira and having her back in power. You seem like you're of the same thing. I've known many good people from the Arcane Academy, and maybe I'll name drop some people <laughs> I sold some stuff to before. The the Tiefling kind of walks up beside the half-elf and she you can hear her say, listen, I think we should just tell them. Can Giladab make a persuasion check? Fifteen. Uh, Devin, the half-elf, kind of sighs and he says, this is Teller, motioning to the old man. He lives at the academy. 
He sees things that are yet to come to pass. Once Arizax came into the academy and, and took control over everything, we knew we had to sneak him out. So we were hiding out, waiting for our time to, to escape. Because if Agarin and Arizax were able to know the future, it would be very bad for everybody. So that's when we, I go, I knew he was talking about us. We're going to Bullbrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask, yeah, you knew we were going there. What did you see? He doesn't act like he is super cognizant of everyone. He's more like a precog that's out of the system. Can't register the now. He's kind of always out in somewhere else. Yeah. Can you roll me a d20? Two. (laughs) My rolls are all over the place. So Devin says, listen, don't ask him things. You're just going to confuse him. The more questions he gets, the less likely it is that he's able to answer anything with clarity. The way the things are... And maybe you guys, like, you're on a route while this is happening. At the academy, he sits by himself in an empty room, and there's always a student there ready to write down whatever he says. And he may go months at a time without saying a single word. But lately, he just won't shut up. Ever since about, uh, it's, it's been maybe a year, he just started talking and, and saying, sometimes he'll talk for for hours on a stretch, much of the time he's still silent, but compared to how silent he used to be, just saying things that we don't fully understand, that don't apply to maybe anyone who's around us, but we clearly can't let Agarand get a hold of him because who knows what he might learn. What have they been saying? Osa says, there's really been too much for us to record. For us to travel safely without drawing attention, we've sometimes had to, you know, magically lull him to sleep but we would very much appreciate your help finding somewhere safe that we can stay hidden until it's safe for us to go somewhere with other people like us Gildadov asked them like so you were sent by the academy to flee with teller before they were taken over by the dragonborn you know the head of the arcane academy's name is amelia nightshade and osa says well we we know amelia would have wanted us to get out so we couldn't wait for instructions hmm. Arizax for days has been holed up in the academy at the top of the tower interrogating one wizard after another looking for answers to a question we don't quite understand do you know what that question is we only hear or only have heard small bits of information that make it out through the screams but he's asking about Kalira. Didn't he make her go poof? To our understanding, when we were in the throne room, wasn't it him who made her go poof with the red? I just mean, I just don't think we know if, like, the dragonborn caused her to disappear or if something else did. But I'm saying we assumed was what we said, right? Because when we were in the room... Well, she disappeared. She left for another plane somehow. Yeah, Yeah, and it had looked like Arizax had cast something that made that happen. Casting a spell. And then she vanished in red. And then that was the whole point of all of this. So why does he need to know about Kalira? Well, we have a way that we can communicate a safe line back to trusted supporters of Kalira and Pharaoh's Point. I think it's fair to say that we could travel with them for now to find a safe place and that our goals align. And then we can at some point have a private meeting and uh, communicate 
with the tattoo society or whatever. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we can fill them in and maybe even an agent back in Ferris Point could like talk to someone with the academy so we can confirm their side of the story and what they think would be best. Would these wizards know any kind of spell that could um, keep us hidden, not easily detectable from where we are? Or is that something we would even really need if, we, if we're far enough off the trail? Or even something as simple as, I mean, if we're going to have fire, if there's a way to have the fire not be so visible, something like that, right? Yeah, Devin has Leoman's tiny hut in his spell book. So he casts that. You guys get a little magical shelter for the night. During phase meditation in the night. The dog comes over and loves me. <laughs> Licks my hand and now we're best friends. And then you realize it's Teller. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a cute couple. <laughs> the old man's just licking your hand. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, stories they tell you. <laughs> Everything's quiet. You see out of the corner of your eye that Teller's head sort of leans towards you. And he just says, Elwyn's going to ask you to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> 